Hi, I'm Magdalena. And I'm Valen Marie. Welcome, Welcome to, to We, we Have, Have Time, Time Now. We are roommates currently. We share the top floor of this wacky little house that has several apartments in it. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure how many apartments this house has. Yeah, unclear. A back apartment, but also a top apartment. Anyone who is taller than us in our rooms is in trouble because the ceilings are very low. <laughs> I actually think I'm the only roommate who could live in that room. Info for everyone listening, <laughs> I am a short person. But yeah, we just moved. We're in, we're in Chicago. We have two other roommates who are also pursuing the arts. Um, so we both went to school together and we met freshman year doing musical theater writing, which is hilarious looking back. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, our friendship outlasted our stint in musical yeah. theater writing. I want to go see some friends in New York City. And I was like, what week do I pick? It felt so arbitrary to pick a date. Like, it just felt so, oh my God, like I could pick any week, which is kind of scary a little bit to think about. Like, I don't have anything like lined up. Like, I don't know what the rest of this month will look like or next month will look like or the month after that or this year. Yeah. And I do like know I'm going to see my family in November and stuff like that. But that is like the most concrete plan I have. Ooh. It is crazy. Yeah. So if any of you out there are post-grad vibes right now, trying to figure out what the heck your life is, we're there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in fact, that's probably the reason we're doing this, right? Like, the, the name We Have Time Now is a little bit of a joke because we have not had time in the past, you know, like running from place to place. This seems like the longest stretch of unstructured time I have yet to experience and also I know that that probably will, will not stay true for, for long. Yeah. And like, when will I be running again? Because I feel like if things go well, I maybe will be running. I don't know. It goes so deep because it's like, I want to think it was just four years at college that had me running all the time. But also high school was a lot. Yeah. High school was more intense, perhaps. It was not like I wake up in the day and I have free time almost every day, which I do now, which is crazy. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. It's so crazy having a job that I don't have to think about once I leave, you know? like Yeah, there's no homework. There's no homework. <laughs> there's no, like, character work you should be doing for the show you're working on that you don't have time for. You know, like, I just am done. Today was a great example. <gasps> Wait, we need to check in! <laughs> LOL. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to do this every time. We think it'll be nice to just see how our days are like when we record. Um, so my day was really nice. I got ready, went downstairs. Zeke was, I think, eating food or just in the living room. And I was like, do you want to go to Lincoln Park? And he was like, sure. The park, not like the just the neighborhood. And then we went there. We took a bus to the Nature Museum. It was closed, but there were a lot of fun little nature trails we went through around like the Lincoln Park Zoo area and it was really fun like exploring Chicago it was really a moment of like wow this is my city now mm. which was really really cool yeah that and is then cool. Zeke and I came back and we we sang a bit he played some guitar and we were singing some songs and you came in how was your day Maggie my day today was a roller coaster kind of I woke up at you know uh, my normal like seven ish time and I had to build a chair from Ikea which is inevitably an adventure uh did not have the right tools and then I sent some scary emails you know <laughs> classic pursuing acting as a job energy and then I had therapy 
which today was unsatisfying and sometimes that's how it is, you know? Yeah. And then I went to work and I closed, which is mostly cleaning, but the most exciting part of my job, hot people come into this coffee store and it is yes. just the best part of working <laughs> in food service um, is flirting with hot people. So that was great. Hot people with great coffee orders. Hot people with great coffee orders, yeah. I don't want to read too much into people's coffee orders, but you bet I'm going to. Your milk choice says a lot to me. Your milk choice says a lot. The syrup you want in your latte says a lot. Says a lot, yeah. Like, even the kind of espresso drink Mm -hmm. you order, I'm just like, oh. like, oh. My go-to espresso drink is a cappuccino. What does that say about me? I think it says that you are, like, a timeless kind of classy um she probably will outshine everyone at a wedding i think she doesn't have a pet but gets along with like babies pets it means you're probably going to be there for a hot sec you know like i don't know anyone who like takes their cappuccino and runs out the door no you sit down you have your cappuccino yeah so you're probably doing something like reading or writing you're on your own schedule what's your go-to espresso drink it'd probably be an oat milk latte that checks out completely the milk choice just really like seals it in (laughs) let's go (laughs) um yeah that's my order i feel like that just is so you i feel like latte to me iced or hot um most of the time hot if it's like crazy hot outside i will do iced okay most of the time hot Ooh, free spirit but on the go oh you know what i'm saying like you're here to go with the flow, but also you have shit to do and you have things to get done and you have your ambitions and you're ready to go. You're going with your like classic hot coffee cup. You're walking out into the street and you're ready to just take on this day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I um, construct to-do lists for myself now <laughs> in this period of not having anything to do. <laughs> and so it feels like you're always on the go, even if you actually have no Even if you can just relax. <laughs> yeah. 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 A hard a hard concept for me. I feel like I have the impulse to make to-do lists too. Don't want it to be completely gone, but I do want to like lower the volume on it a little bit. That's a good way of phrasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's useful. Like I've found that I will forget to do things if I don't write them down. So like in general, it is a good practice yeah. for me. Um, but like I think I need to release any sort of emotional attachment to my to-do list. And I feel like if I if I invest too much like attachment to it, then it'll turn into something where I've like either succeeded or failed a given day, which is not a feeling I want to have, you know? Totally. It's the failure piece for me that feels very like I don't want to feel so bad at the end of the day that I haven't yeah. checked off everything. I want to get used to the idea of just waking up. I don't have anything on the agenda today. What do I feel like doing? Like, what does my body feel like it wants to do? What would bring me joy right now? It's just so not a way of thought ever. Like, high school, college, I feel like no, I couldn't no, no, think no. like that. We've all had to go against all of the exhaustion and, like, you know, just, like, accomplish our degrees. <laughs> Should we talk about our intention? Um, our intention with this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, and as a lot of people who know me well know, I love podcasts. Like, I listen to them literally all the time. What I love about podcasts is that every time I listen to a good one that I follow every week, I feel part of a community. 
the way they address their listeners, the way I keep up with the hosts, like, lives, and it feels very, like, we are a community in this. So, like, one thing I really hope that, like, we can build through this is not just, like, having these great conversations, unpacking different topics, unpacking different art that we love, but also, like, having a community built along the way, too. That feels really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I love that also because we just, like, went through a massive transition where most people we know kind of like scattered and so this idea of like how do we stay in touch with people I don't like social media I'm not good at social media (laughs) I'm on social media I have mixed feelings about it but this type of thing feels like the way I would want to hear from and want to share my life with people that I'm not necessarily close enough to like call you know excited to stay in touch with people via podcast (laughs) so I think essentially what we're thinking about doing and who knows if this will happen but is to just like maybe choose a piece of art or like a person an album a book something as like a jumping off point for our conversations because this is how so many of them go in like non-recorded life you know and then just talk about it and see where it leads the idea for this podcast did originate because I walked into Valen's room to show her something we talked about solar power we talked about solar power don't worry don't worry it's gonna get its own episode (laughs) we have a lot of thoughts (laughs) um love essentially love it but um and then we just talked and talked about our own lives and the things that we were reminded of listening to the album so that's generally speaking what this format might be i don't know a lot of people are like if you're gonna start a podcast you need to have like a very clear theme and like a niche and like what you're gonna do and specifically like what your goals are but I'm so a like find it along the way thing like yeah. let's bounce off each other let's see like where it takes us kind of thing mm-hmm. and not to get too meta but at this moment no one is listening so like yeah. we have some time to yeah, find our format the stakes are low the stakes are so low we'll, we'll see, see. we'll see and if you're listening right now thank you like that thank means you. the world to me right now this is such a like as we've talked about a very weird phase of life and like I don't know yeah it excites me that we can do something and and put out something and build a community of some sort yeah and if you're listening and you're like please talk about this thing read this thing listen to this thing let us know I, I want to have like all my friends on this podcast yeah. I want like I want to build like just a cast of characters I I mean, I'm such a little theater artist. I'm like, I want characters. I want relationships. I want music. I want fan I want, favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I want my foil. I want. Yes. <laughs> I want everything. Yes. <laughs> it's such an interesting balance because I think a lot of people are very in their heads and like maybe regrounding in our bodies feels really good. Like I think that's why people do yoga and stuff like that. And then also it's not like a two-way street. It's not like your body is always right, you know? And, like, sometimes your brain is a little ahead. Totally. I feel like we talk about this a lot, just, like, the body yeah. and how it has its own pool of knowledge and history apart from our brains, which I feel like I'm such a brain person. I'm functioning on my brain constantly. I'm trying to get in tune with, like, my body a lot more. I feel like the body has a knowledge in a different way the brain does. Yeah, I think so too. It's much more like um, subconscious and like ingrained and like instinctual. It's uh, the Maria Popova quote of like, we see the world as like our biggest fears and our biggest hopes. And like, I feel like the brain is so on that. It's like freaking out, thinking the worst thing ever is going to happen or like 
blowing things up and imagining like the greatest thing that could happen and the body just like well we're here right now on this ground in this house are you gonna come or what yeah yeah and it's also interesting because I think that is very true and also I think the opposite can be true as well but like I think about the way our bodies are not necessarily equipped for the society we live in right now like like I feel like I can rationalize my way in and out of most ideas and not necessarily in a way my body can like I don't think my body is quite that flexible yet when it comes to like instinct so much of our like automatic responses to things our physiological responses to things I think our body has reactions a lot of the time that aren't necessarily the way to read the situation. I think an example of this that I have recently discovered that really blew my mind is that I noticed when I was biking the other day, and there's one day that I was like biking and I was listening to In Rainbows and I was like, the world's amazing! It was, it was awesome. And then there was one day where I was like freaking out and like every turn I made, I was like, I'm gonna get hit by a car! And I realized it's because my heart rate is just elevated. And so it just, like, is exacerbating every, like, slight emotion that I'm feeling in some way because everything feels intense. My body is processing this as an emotion that my brain is not. I feel like we always think about it, like, inside out, like, how my emotions will affect my body. Yeah. But outside in is so also an avenue your emotions go through. Yeah. And it's like that John Mulaney quote that's like, do my friends hate me or am I just dehydrated? I mean, yeah. yeah, Yeah. It's so real. It also reminds me of that time in your yoga class when we did that hip stretch. And I got so emotional. Stretching the hips just like opened me up in like a weird way. I couldn't even explain it. I don't know that this has been proven. I've heard it from someone before who is a yoga teacher and I greatly respect their opinion on on this stuff. Basically, when your fight, flight, freeze response fires, your hip muscles become particularly engaged because your body's getting ready to run. So those fight, flight, freeze responses are trauma responses, as Resma Menachem has discussed them. People experience it pretty regularly, and we don't stretch our hips very much. Crazy. That is crazy. In terms of like type of work I feel drawn to, a lot of it's very movement-based. We talked about this like fascination with mind-body. I have said to many people, I feel like I'm most interested in mind-body connection as a concept, and a lot of the work I do centers around that. So that is generally speaking the type of work I want to be doing. One of the things that Tommy told me once that like I never stopped thinking about it because I took it as such a, it meant a lot to me to hear that from him was that he feels like my strength is, like, playing the line between, like, strength and vulnerability. Mm, I agree. And that's what I want to be. That's, like, the the gray area I want to be in all the time. How new is intimacy work in film as a book? Because theater feels very fresh. Yeah. Which is concerning that it feels so new. Yeah. And that we didn't think about intimacy also i feel like we should explain to listeners in case they're not familiar with theater film stuff mm. what it entails like in intimacy choreography intimacy work like what that means yeah so intimacy direction for theater and coordination for film um is essentially like if you know what fight choreography is it's a very similar process it's just for scenes of intimacy on stage and like intimacy can be a little hard to define Um, But it includes things like nudity, simulated sex, 
Um, but it also can include like a kiss on the cheek, you know, like it has a wide breadth of work. And also I think what I have been focusing on for the past couple of years has been more the emotional safety in rehearsal room end of it than the like staging of intimacy on stage part of it. And I'm in training right now through intimacy directors and coordinators to become an intimacy director. Yeah, it's a lot of like consent work and then also like work around boundaries, emotional and physical. Um, It's a pretty new field, pretty new field. Intimacy directors and coordinators has only been around for a couple of years. So astonishing that it's been so long. But also for someone in, in your position, a little exciting that it's fresh. A little you know? exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of work out there for people who are interested in doing intimacy, which is awesome. And um, a little comforting for someone just graduating school. Um, and also there are a lot of directions to go with it. Like I think there, there are many ways in which you can specialize in this field and be doing work that is necessary. And like there are a lot of ways to go. And I think I personally am interested in this emotional safety part of it and also staging intimacy in higher education settings is something having just come off of that that feels really important to me still um so I think that's something that I will try to pursue I think you'd be fantastic at it I mean the way you care about how safe everyone feels in a space and the way you just handle everything with thoughtfulness and care it just translates so well to and the way the passion you have for it too is a huge component of it too thank you My mentality right now is so, like, before winter hits, like, we need to do all this before it gets cold. Winter is also tough, not even physically and, like, going outside, but also just because you're inside so much. This is how I know humans were, like, naturally, biologically meant to, like, migrate. We're supposed to move. It gets cold, we're supposed to leave. Like, literally, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I will say, the lake frozen over is really beautiful. Gorgeous, if you can get there. I'm so glad we live close enough to walk to the lake now. This is a huge part of our decision to live in this neighborhood. Me too, because I think, like, college, the lake was so important to me. Yeah. Being able to access it all the time. Yeah. And that tattoo that you want to get of the tree. Okay, there's this tree Uh that I love, and it's a willow tree. It's so beautiful. It's, like, this, like, beautiful weeping willow. I have so many pictures of it through the seasons, which is really cool. And I really would like to get a tattoo of it. I also just got a tattoo. Yes. This whole past year, I've been working on a web series with two of my friends. Shout out Maddie and Rishi. And we created this whole web series. We shot it in the spring. It was really fun. And then we needed more money after we shot it just for post-production costs. So in August, we were like, or in the summer, we were like, if by mid-August, we raise 2000 which we did, okay. we will all get a matching tattoo just to get people like actually donating. And people actually donated. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, so now we actually have to all get a matching tattoo. Yeah, that's related to this web series that we wrote in our senior year of college (laughs) and there's a joke in the web series about cum socks and obviously we weren't gonna get I remember when I first told Maggie I like set it up and I was like we we based it off the cum sock joke and you were like no way (laughs) I was like no way we did not get cum socks on our body I promise you but we did get a little clothesline of socks four of them that each represent us I feel like the matching tattoo thing is intense especially for just like college friends because we made a web series together, but also I think it's a cute, like, I don't know, like, we'll always have these matching tattoos together, no matter what directions we go in. Yeah. If we break apart for some reason, that's just, like, fun tea that I can share with people <laughs> if they ask about the tattoo. And also, it'll always be like a, oh, yeah, when I was 22, 
I made a web series. It was fun. Who knows what I'll be doing like 10 years from now. But I'll be like, oh, back when I was in college, like when I made that little web series. Even if things go to absolute hell in your friendship for some reason. Not that I think that would happen. Rishi and Maddie, hi. <laughs> and Ari. We got and Ari, Ari too, who is, who's our producer. And Ari. Yeah. You were so happy and proud of it at this time. And I feel like that won't be something that is just forgotten. Yeah. I've been wanting to amend my tattoo yeah. that I have currently. Um, and it's like, it's a reference to and a text analysis tool and a physicalization of like this process that I worked on that was two gentlemen of Verona and I met some of my like best friends doing it and I had the time of my life and experienced like more learning and heightened emotion than I have in a long time and like looking back it was like a little bit preposterous like there were some things that happened that were just like (laughs) insane and I'm like it's crazy that I have this tattoo on my body and I've been wanting to add on to it but I just realized, you know, that love sign we have in our apartment? Yeah. Isabel and I shot this trailer where this love sign was featured in many of the shots. I think I want to, like, a tiny cursive of that on one of the lines. Wait, that would be super cute. Wouldn't that be cute? Especially that area. Because this one's already a heartbeat. Emma Scotton, dear friend of ours. Hey, Emma, if you're listening, okay, if you're not. <laughs> has these beautiful, like, questions that I love. That I ask people often Mm -hmm. um, because I think they're fun to get to know people. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one is the, are you the roar of thunder, the flash of lightning, or the feeling of rain? And I think, I don't know, I kind of want to hear what you think first before I say what I think about me. And then we can do vice versa. I think you are... I think you're the roar of thunder. I really do. Why? I just think, like, the type of roar of thunder I'm thinking of is, like, powerful and sustained, but not overwhelming. Like, you're not someone who, like... You could also be feeling a rain. You could... I don't want to discredit that line of thought, because that could also be true. But I feel like you, like, come into the room, and you're not someone who, like, slides under the radar, in my opinion. Um, obviously because of your stunning fits. And when you walk into the room, I'm like, what is Valen wearing? It's exceptional. Um, but also like in general, I feel like your presence is very like palpable, but not in a way that's like aggressive, like the flash of lightning is, you know, it's like a slow, but certain force. I really like that. And my first instinct is always, and what I've usually heard is feeling of rain. It surprised me a lot when you said it. Mm. But then I was like, I kind of like being the kind of muted down. Not, not the thunder that makes you jump, yeah. but like the crumbly thunder. Yeah. It's like a little distant, but yeah. still like present. Yeah, but it's there and it has a presence and it's like a good kind of mix. It's good in like the mix of sounds that is like a thunderstorm. Mm. I feel like I get feeling of rain most often. Mm-hmm. And I usually, my first instinct is feeling of rain. But I can't articulate it in the same way I can articulate the vibe of thunder. Like, I just, it was just very naturally, I feel like I always felt it was feeling of rain. I also, I can see that one as well. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like you tend to handle people and things with a lot of care and gentleness, which I associate with, like, rain more than thunder and lightning. Um, 
And I think there's like a wholeness to you that feels like the feeling of rain as opposed to like how like thunder or lightning seem like moments and flashes and like things that have concrete beginning and end. And I feel like your energy is much more circular than it is sharp. Um, And so I think that makes sense for feeling of rain as well. I feel like for you, I thought feeling of rain too. I don't know. Something about feeling rain on your body. Just feel, I don't know. Just the vibe is just like, I feel that's where you fit. Because flash of lightning to me is too, I feel like flash of lightning is someone who doesn't know you too well and makes assumptions might say flash of lightning because they might go straight into that stereotype of like, she's bubbly. She's like, you know, she's like this fun girl that's like sweet and like funny and like she's a flash of lightning. But I think that's a very surface level evaluation of you. I think like knowing you and actually knowing you is like the feeling of rain. Thank you. I think, yeah, I think feeling of rain as well feels right for me. Well, thank you for listening. It means a lot that you're listening. Big love to everyone who is. Already, I love you. Yeah. You're amazing. Um, Go kill this week. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Much love. <laughs> Bye-bye. We Have Time Now is produced by Magdalena Delzel and Valen Marie Santos and edited by Valen Marie Santos. We come out with new episodes every Friday, except our next episode is actually going to be two weeks from now. So you'll hear from us again on November 12th. Bye! (laughs) Yeah, I like want to shout people out as if like everyone is listening to this. (laughs) Um, maybe one day. I don't know.